This is the Chicago Podcast Network. Hey everybody, thank you for downloading this episode of Out Front with AJ and Nick. I am Nick Sarantos, Editor-in-Chief and host here on the Chicago Podcast Network. Joined over the interwebs and Skype by my good buddy AJ Signari. AJ, say hello to the people possibly for the last time ever. Hey people. Oh, he went deep Donald Trump sniff with that son of a bitch. Uh, Here it is, buddy. It's Election Eve. It is Monday, November 7th, 2016, and I broadcast you, ladies and gentlemen, possibly from the last election in the history of the United States of America. And uh, so that's a thing. Aren't you glad it's almost over? Sure. We have roughly 36 hours to go. 35 hours and 17 minutes, AJ. And it's done. Because you set the post at midnight on Wednesday. It is. So that's where we're at. So we figured today, ladies and gentlemen, we'd have we, we'd get into some of the stuff that you we've done races that you need to know about. We've covered obscure races. We got into uncontested races. So today is a final election day primer. Uh, some things that you should know if you're getting ready to vote and you don't know who to vote for. I got a couple phone calls from some friends of mine over the weekend. How should I vote on this issue? If you want to look into stuff, there are some websites that are available to you. Number one, you can go on Google and type in Find My Ballot. And then you just literally type in your zip code or your address, and it will tell you exactly what will be on the ballot at your polling place and allow you to get an opportunity to look at all the different issues that, can, that you will have some measure of, of vote in how that policy is implemented. You can look at judicial races if you choose to. Um, they're comp- They're not. I will say this about judicial races: it is difficult to get an idea of what people's positions are, except from their own web pages. So go there, do your comparison shopping. As we've said for the last month or so, take the time, ladies and gentlemen. Elections matter. Do your due diligence. Take the time to read about who you're going to be voting for, what you're going to be voting for, who, who, what, where, why, what these things need to be. And you can do it. You can vote responsibly. Or just do what I do, which is go in and vote Democrat straight across the board and then tell AJ to go screw himself. You can try. I'm just saying. What about you, AJ? Any last-minute advice for people who are voting? It's it's The only thing I'm just going to say, like I said in other shows, is that, you know, this isn't a very important race, and obviously there's going to be people voting for their particular candidate who they feel speaks to them more than others and everything. With that said, you know, I mean, your vote's your vote. And if you consciously want to vote for a Hillary, um, a Donald, uh, a Jill, a Gary, a Mimi, um, then that's your vote. And no one can take that away from you and everything. So, I mean, just go vote. I mean, obviously there's going to be people who are going to tell you otherwise but just go vote and if you want to know about voting and you've heard a lot of talk about early voting but i figured it'd be fun today to get into a story about a small town and for those of you who don't know there is a it's a nice little town probably some nice antiquing but here's the thing there is a town in uh northern new hampshire it is called dixville notch And while there are other towns that have sprung up in the last, like, 10 years to try to take their thing, uh, Dixville Notch is one of the, is the first city in the United States to certify their votes. Now, if that sounds like a big deal to you, you should understand that their peak voting was 38 people 
1988. So their district is known within 20 minutes of the election starting. But the way it works is these people vote every presidential election, actually every election, at midnight on election night. So they will be voting at 12.01 a.m. tonight. Now, predictably, they, they're 50-50. I'm trying to get the exact st- uh, stats, stats. Wow. Um, it has proven to be less than reliable. It's just one of those things that becomes a weird news story for like the next eight hours. Until polls start really happening around the rest of the country, this will be the only story. The campaigns will be out in force today. Hillary's hitting three states. She's hitting uh, Georgia, North Carolina, and then going up to Ohio. And rumor is that she's going to make a stop in Minnesota before heading to New York to get ready for tomorrow's big day. Trump is hitting some western states and is coming back to hit some of the Rust Belts on his return trip to New York. Tomorrow is the big showdown. It's WrestleMania. It's the Super Bowl. It's the World Series. It's the fate of the United States of America hangs in the balance. This is where we are at, ladies and gentlemen, the day before the election. Do you know how the Dixville Notch tradition got started? I do not, AJ, but I would love for you to tell me. So Dixville Notch had this resident's name, Neil Tillotson, and Neil Tillotson um, was also the inventor of latex gloves. So when he lived in Dixville Notch up there in New Hampshire, he would have his ballot, watch his wristwatch, and at midnight, he would just drop this ballot in the ballot box. And it's just been a tradition since. Um, you know, Totson, Totson, you know, been voting up to his death, which was 2001, at the age of 102. And, you know, the residents of Dixfield now just kind of kept that tradition going. Well, it's, it's, it's a nice little thing. And, again, it's a way to, you know, bring some attention to your very to your little town and, and get people interested in the in the politics of – get people interested in voting, you know, and, and, and really have a fun thing of it. But, again, you get the entire town. They have 100% voter turnout. 38 people, but they have 100% voter turnout. Well, that's it's the thing. It's like a very, 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 very unincorporated town. Yeah. You know, but it's it, it's a cool little story. It's fun to look into, and it's just a way to to start it off with a nice tradition that will eventually end with, I don't know, Armageddon. So before we get into the national campaign, some stuff you guys should probably want to know about before you go to the polls tomorrow. Here in the state of Illinois, we have several elections that go beyond President of the United States. Obviously, your candidates there are Hillary Clinton, uh, Donald Trump. Gary Johnson and Jill Stein. Those are the people on the ballot. You can also write, or is Mimi on the ballot too? He's on the ballot in a few states, not all of them. Is he on the ballot here? Not in Illinois. Okay. Because the Greens kicked us off. Fair enough. Just wanted to ask. Uh, Let's see. There is a race for Secretary of State, which is funny because they're running unopposed, and it won't go into effect until 2018, but Jesse White is retiring. So Karen Yarbrough is running unopposed for Secretary of State. Illinois State Comptroller, we have... The incumbent, Lisa Munger, versus Susanna Mendoza of the Democratic Party, Tim Curtin of the Green Party, and Claire Bell Ball of the Libertarian Party. Uh, that is a race that has gotten a lot of political play online. Uh, Susanna Mendoza has been presented as a Mike Madigan crony, and I don't think 
for bad reasons. And uh, Leslie Munger has been presented as a rounder Republican, both of whom are being hit with the most political people in the state's uh, record. And I'm not sure exactly where I fall on that race, except to say that if you... The one thing that you got to give Leslie Munger is she was the person to freeze uh, salaries for representatives in the Illinois House of Representatives because they weren't putting a budget through. So she freezed all those salaries, which was a nice little thing. Great political move. Not really sure how I feel about her going forward, though. She's around a Republican, and I don't like those people very much. I don't trust that they have the best interest of the state at heart. But that might just be a personal issue that I have with Bruce Rauner. AJ, any ruling whatsoever on the race for Illinois State Comptroller? I, I mean, you know, Susan Mendoza, like, is a Madigan person. Because I remember when she was running the first time, uh, I think as a representative, that, you know, Madigan put all this money into her race and a few other people as well. Um, and, and like you said, Lisa um, Munger is a rounder Republican. And the ads I've been seeing of her, it's like, you know, I will not getting everybody a check if it's not in the budget and everything. So, I mean, I mean, yeah, Comptroller is one of those positions in Illinois that's, like, important, but I still think it should be part of um, the Treasure um, Department and everything. But um, I'm up in the air on this one, so I, I really don't know because, you know, Tim Curtin is the green candidate, and honestly, I don't particularly like Tim Curtin. And I really don't like the libertarian candidate either, so it's it's, it's kind of uh, up in the air for me. So you're based that that's your Trump Clinton bout right there of your it's it's all bad. So I don't know who to vote for scenario. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I would just argue that the only thing that I think that Tim Curtin has going for him is that he's a member of he's a former union organizer and an ex teacher. So at least you'd he'd have education in some way. Uh, thinking about that. Uh, we've covered this uh, several times on the show, moving into the United States Senate race. Uh, obviously, Dick Durbin is not, his election isn't until 2020, so he is not running. Mark Kirk is up for re-election. He, he is being challenged by Tammy Duckworth, who you know. Scott Summers, who I could never vote for just because of his name. Fuck you, Cyclops. Oh, wow. I'm not voting for a man named Scott Summers. Why? Because Cyclops is lame. Yeah, but this Scott Summers is not that bad. I'm not voting for a Scott Summers. He needs to have a better name. He, he, okay. Are you saying that he's not a Boy Scout? He ain't, actually. Okay, well then, let's, that's fine. Is he villain Scott Summers? Because I'll vote for villain Scott Summers. He's interesting. Well, he's not villain Scott Summers either. All right, well, tell me what you know. Come on. We did Duckworth. We did uh, Mark Kirk. Talk to me about Scott Summers. What do you know? Well, he's my former boss. Okay. <laughs> Uh, he works for Scott, Cyclops. Scott's a good guy. Um, I was his campaign manager when he ran for Congress um, up in the former Illinois uh, 16th, up there by Rockford and everything. Um, you know, great guy. He's an, an attorney um, on the McHenry County Community College Board up there for, I got to say, six years up there. Uh, he was on the McHenry County um community hospital board and everything. He's written two books within the, the law community and everything that still is being shown to a lot of um, attorneys when it comes to like probate and um, uh, estate planning law and everything. So it's been used a lot in textbooks and law schools and everything. 
So and it's got a very um, policy wonk type of person and everything. So and he's very you know if you listen to him you know he's he's his oratory is really um, engaging and everything. So. I mean, if anyone, I, I'm going to be voting for Sky. I mean, that's just because he was my former boss when he ran for Congress. But, you know, I got sit, sat down and talked with him and, you know, listened to him on the issues and everything. And I think he's going to be a great U.S. Senate at some point. Just probably not this election because polls have Tammy Duckworth with a pretty comfortable lead, though there's always the possibility of a late Republican run. Uh, all right. In the U.S. House of Representatives, we have several districts that are up uh, in this election season, starting with District Number 1. We covered this on the show specifically. Bobby Rush is the incumbent running against August Dowser, the Republican, and Tabitha Carson, the Libertarian. Uh, it's obviously barring some sort of miracle. Uh, you got to figure that Bobby Rush maintains his stranglehold on the 1st District. Robin Kelly is running... Uh, in the second district against John Moreau, who is a sales executive, Dan Lipinski is running for re-election against Diane Harris, who is also a Republican and she's a writing candidate. Uh, district four, Luis Gutierrez is not up for re-election. District five, Mike Quigley up for re-election against Vince Colbert, businessman and community activist, and Ron Sherman of the Green Party, who is a light airplane construction engineer, ex-radio show host, and a atheism activist, which means I will and, not be voting and for an him. A, and an asshole. I was going to say, well, anybody who goes under the term atheism activist does not understand that they have turned atheism into a religion. So, so um, I, I need to speak on this, if you don't mind. Uh, I, no, would you like a soapbox? Or would you like me to get one for you? A little, a little bit of a soapbox. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's just get that. Let's get that out of the thing. All right. There you go. Soapbox. Um, if if there's anyone that should never be running for office, it's Rob Sherman. Um, I've had many dealings with Rob Sherman. Um, he's the very person who has kicked. Um, the Socialist Party USA candidate off the ballot this year. Um, he did it four years ago um, to us, to the Libertarian Party, the Constitution Party, and the Justice Party, just so the Greens can just have a clear running at the third party run. Um, he, the only thing that's going for Rob is that if you need him to like testify, to speak to issues, I mean, th he's the guy I'm going to go to. I mean, I'm going to talk to Rob. You know, set up something <clears throat> down Springfield, and he's going to talk. We're trying to coordinate some things. That's all he's good for. Other than that, if you go to his website, it's all about him. It's a vanity campaign. Um, the only reason why he's in there is because in his district, in the Green primary, in the 5th Congressional District, it was a very low ver voter turnout, and he should never have been the candidate to begin with, but only like, what, 10 people voted for him? And so he's now the candidate for the Green Party and everything. And if I'm on his, I'm on his website right now, and it looks like it's a GeoCities page mm -hmm. from like 1992. Mm -hmm. Okay. It looks like a Craigslist ad. Mm -hmm. Okay. Does it go to the Shermanator? No. Well, let's look at the Shermanator. There's, a, there's Shermanator 1 and the Shermanator 2. Where is that at on this Craigslist ad? That it, is? Well, it should be like a big RV van. Is that what that's called? Yeah. The big van on the top? It's the Shermanator. He calls that the Shermanator. Yeah. This guy can't 
be in Congress. <laughs> it looks, it looks, it literally, guys, I'm telling you, go to robsherman.com and it will just, just, just opening, the fact that he thinks that this is an acceptable web page disqualifies him from running for Congress. I have, dear God, it is a white, okay, now this is, <laughs> This is, ladies and gentlemen, is now where multiple versions of me are colliding, okay? For those of you who don't know, there's Accountant Nick, who does stuff in the morning. There's Radio Show slash Podcast Nick, who is bombastic and loud. He's the one you listen to every week here on Out Front. And then, of course, there's, as hard as this is for me to admit, Artist Nick, the creative force within me that allows me to make cool stuff occasionally and design web pages for people. Also, there's IT Nick, who works in the world of technology. Every single one of those is offended by this website. <laughs> okay, from an IT perspective, from a web design perspective, it's a white background with several images and then just text. Okay, I could design this web page in about 40 minutes. This would be done. And that is not acceptable. Uh, as far as an artist goes, the, the pictures that are on here, the fonts that are used are inconsistent. He goes from a Times New Roman to a Geneva repeatedly. You should always stick with one font, Mr. Rob, one font, Mr. Rob Sherman. My God. And radio show host is offended because you're a radio show host. You shouldn't be running for Congress. Um, are we good? On Rob Sherman and the well, Shermanator bus? Well, yeah, I mean, again, if you go to robsherman.com and just look at the things that he wants to do, it's just simply unheard of and everything. Um, like, he wants to get rid of all the holidays and change them to something else. Um, he, you know, if you look at some of his other things, like, you know, what's his, what's his stick, you know, um, Rob Sherman wins the primary election, the most popular green candidate in Illinois, which was only, like I said, a handful of candidates. Oh, I'm sorry. There's was 156 people who voted. Okay. 156 people out of 585 in Buffalo Grove. I just realized something about this man, Rob mm -hmm. Sherman, running for Congress. Uh, when Bill O'Reilly talks about a war on Christmas... Yeah. This is who he's talking about. Well, you know he's been on Keith Olbermann's show. Well, yeah, but, I mean, he's he's a Green Party candidate. Of course he was on Olbermann's show. No, he was on there as the worst person in the world. Really? Yes. Okay. You know why? Why? Because Monique Davis was on there, and she was out there spouting how, you know, Christians should be allowed and everything. And when, this was about six years ago, and... I remember you know, that during the deep war on Christmas, during the dark times before the empire. Yeah, so when she said that, she was like totally out of line to begin with, right? That's all should have been said. Just let, just let it ride out. In that way, Monique Davis didn't have to be in the General Assembly anymore. No, Rob had to go on there and essentially made a racial comment about Monique Davis. Oh, I remember this now. Yeah. All right. Well, Rob Sherman, worst person on the planet, not going to be a congressman, doesn't really need to be an issue, but it's always fun to rip on people who can't defend themselves. Uh, he wants to eliminate God from the money. He wants to eliminate God from the He's a, He's one of those people that, see, this is the thing with him. He's one of those, the, the, the thing that disqualifies him for me is anybody who refers to themselves as an atheist activist, I immediately just, one, you don't understand what your own beliefs are. 
Two, please shut the hell up because there's no way that you can possibly know this. And three, I reiterate, please shut the fuck up. Because after you tell them to shut the fuck up the first time, you know what they don't do? Hmm. They don't shut the fuck up. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's like whenever I got to sit there and somebody goes, oh, we're going to have Penn Jillette on. And it's just like, Jesus Christ, we're going to have 25 minutes of him explaining why people who believe in God are stupid. And it's just wanna, I just want to reach through TV and go, look, I don't know what I believe. But I know that I'm not certain of anything. And anyone who speaks with a degree of certainty is a fanatic. It doesn't matter whether or not you claim to believe in nothing, Lebowski. You're still a fanatic. Oh, I know. And when um, he threw, you know, the Socialist Party USA candidate Mimi off the ballot, um, just to be on the ballot, um, he went down to the Green Party presidential nominating convention, and the entire convention booed him. Fun. That's fun. I like that. So that's, that's I good. mean, everybody knows that I talk. I hype up a lot of third-party independent candidates who I know and everything. This is not one of them. All right. Uh, in the Illinois Sixth Congressional District, we have the incumbent who is running, and that is Peter Roscom. Roscom. It's a good name. It's a solid <laughs> name. Uh, running against Amanda Holland, and what do we got on Amanda Holland? Uh, she has been endorsed by the Chicago Sun-Times. She is the principal attorney with the law firm of Holland & Associates. She attended Central Michigan uh, University and, with a psych- and also got a degree in psychology from Michigan State. She's an MS in educational administration from Northern Illinois and a JD from Chicago State. Kent College of Law. She worked as a special education teacher, assistant principal, and principal in primary education. Uh, looks like, as of right now, um, she's poised to probably still lose in this. It looks like the Republican turn on the 6th District is going to upset her. But Amanda Holland and Peter Roscom in the 6th District. Here's one that I know that AJ will react to. The Illinois 7th District where Danny Davis, Democrat, is running against Jeff Leaf. I believe you have some history with Danny Davis, do you not? Yeah, Danny Davis is another um, predominant um, African-American leader in Chicago, and his um, district, actually his office, is in the same neighborhood where um, Fred Hampton was murdered and everything. And if you go to Danny Davis's um office is a big mural of Fred Hampton and everything and he likes to you know poise himself as you know this like 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 Bobby Rush this strong um, elected official who is representing the people and everything and you know for the most part I mean Danny Davis tries to do that and everything but I mean again he's one of those people who thought at the time that if you straddle between activism and being an elected official that you'll be serving the justice that needs to be done and everything. And even though he has done some of that stuff in his own district and what have you, but he is still part of that system. You know, people in Congress rely on Danny Davis for certain things, and he's in certain leadership um, positions, despite how minority um, those positions are and everything. Um, But, yeah, I mean, like I said, Danny Davis is a, a decent guy, but, I mean... Again, he's still part of that system. Um, and his opponent is, 
I'm sorry, again, I want to make sure I get this right. Jeff Leaf, Republican who is a doctor. Chances are Denny Davis, as part of the political machine, is going to be just fine. In the 8th Congressional District, the uh, district that formerly belonged to uh, Tammy Duckworth, who is now running for U.S. Senate, is being contested by Raja, last name unpronounceable, and Pete DeCiani. Uh, this is the election that you've probably seen a lot, a lot, a lot of television ads for. If you're in either Western or Eastern DuPage County, uh, I got to give it up uh, just on a strictly on an advertising basis. Uh, Raja has put together one hell of a campaign. Whoever was in charge of his campaign ads. Uh, did a fantastic job and really sold me on this dude as a good person. I know that I'm basing that solely. I'm just saying a majority of people get their information from the television ads. If you are running based on television ads, Raj has got the is, is clearly the better candidate. Um, do you think I'm wrong about that or? No, I mean, Raja and his last name is Krishna Murthy. Um Oh, thank you. No, would you? Okay, say it again. Krishna Malruthi. You're putting an N at the end of that that is not there. Well, I mean, I'm trying to pronounce the Namorthy. Okay. I'm just saying that, you know, in my opinion, I've always been of the of the way of, look, if you're going to butcher it, then let's just, let's just admit that we're going to butcher it. I'm just giving you crap, man. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I, no and Raja, um, he ran... Two years ago, I want to say I know. I know he ran for a statewide race office about two, if not four years ago, and everything. He's a good guy. Um, also, um, he went. I do believe he went to University of Illinois, um, Urbana-Champaign, if I remember right, and um, lives in the used to live in Peoria as well. And you know, it, unfortunately, um, I guess unfortunately. Because he's ran previously and he has lost, even the primary he has lost, that he's more than likely going to win in this race because he has that Democratic backing because Tammy Duckworth essentially put him in that spot. Right. So. All right. Um, let's move on to 9th District. Jan Schakowsky, who has been in office since 1999, is running against Joan McCarthy Lassonde. Uh, advertising writer and a GOP activist. So as much as Schakowsky is part of the system, so is Lassonde. Uh David Earl Williams III, who is a libertarian writing candidate. He's a Navy veteran and a logistics specialist. And Suzanne Atanas, who is a retired federal employee and an ex-substitute teacher, uh, barring a miracle. I think we can call that one safely for the Democrats. And now I want to find an actual poll to back up where we are at with this uh this is my favorite race in illinois as of right now other than the one for president and it is the one that involves my favorite congressional candidate in the country bob dold bob dold bob dold likes to cut of your jib bob dold is not bob dole but Bob Dole cannot cannot properly convey that to people so people vote against bob dold bob dold who's running against Brad Schneider, who is also the guy who he beat originally. The thing that I love about this, the thing that is so freaking great about this, is just that these this is the rubber match. This is the WrestleMania of these two. They fought in 2010, and Schneider won. Then they went again in 2014, 
and doled one or 2013 and doled one now we're back at it again and here we go and it's the final match between doled and schneider you got to figure at this point these two do there might not be two congressional candidates who probably hate each other more than these two hate each other well probably i mean this is i've always known that congressional district to be like the most contentious one really well, yeah, I remember like when Joel Walsh was running. Oh, I mean, God, was, yeah. So, I mean, you had Joel Walsh, and I forgot who the Democratic candidate um, was running against him and everything. But I've always known like the 10th District, no matter the shape it's taken in the last four to six years, um, has always been that contentious one because I always want to have a, uh, a Democrat in there to kind of you know, do their bidding or, you know, try to keep a Republican stronghold as usual. Right. I want to get in a better idea. Hold on one second here. The 10th district is on the northeast corner of the state, mostly compromises northern suburbs of Chicago, taking up a majority of Lake County and portions of Cook County. Uh, this race has been... In the, as far as the polls are concerned, from everything I've seen, it, it goes back and forth. Both candidates have rejected, rejected Donald Trump. Obviously, Schneider is the Democrat. Bob Dold, to his credit, has been a pretty moderate Republican. Granted, when you're from northern Illinois, kind of hard not to be. Uh, this is one hell of a race. Uh, they've both raised a million dollars in the last couple months. Um to focus on this, that's why you've seen so many television ads. This is one of the races the Democrats are really focusing on as kind of an indication of how their night will go tomorrow uh, as far as picking up seats in the House of Representatives. Uh, just like the Tammy Duckworth race is incredibly important to them for them to be able to um, retake a majority in the Senate so we could actually have a Supreme Court again. Uh, this, ladies and gentlemen, is one of those races that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, moving on to District 11, it's Bill Foster, incumbent Democrat, versus Tanya Kuhuri, a DuPage County board member. Haven't heard a lot about her. Chances are this is going to stay as it is. Mark Bost is running in District 12 against C.J. Barsiviak. Anybody you know, A.J., that you want to talk about, let me know. Uh, attorney is an ex-congressional intern, ex-laborer, and Democratic activist. Uh, again, probably going to stay pat right where it is. Rodney Davis is running against Mark Wickland in District 13. District 14, it's Randy Hulkren, uh, Republican, versus Jim Walls, uh, Democrat. And if I'm correct, AJ, now we're starting to get out of the collar counties as you put them and downstate, Correct. Mm -hmm. All mm -hmm. right. District 16 is Andrew K Kissinger, Republican, is running against John Burkhardt, who is a write-in candidate, no party affiliation. Uh, in, in the state of Illinois, you might as well be dead if you don't have a party affiliation. Sherry Bustos in District 17, who has been in office since 2013, is running against Patrick Harlan. No description is given to him except, do you know what it is, AJ? Oh, I, I used to. I mean, I forgot what he did in Rock Island. He's a truck driver. That's what I thought. That's all it says. This is what it says. This is District 17. Sherry Bustos, Democrat, has served on whatever committees, doesn't matter. Has been in office since 2013. Versus the other candidate, Patrick Harlan, truck driver. But see, that's the thing with the, the, the 17th district, which is my district. Um, oh, this will be good, ladies and gentlemen. Why isn't AJ running? We're not going to get into that. It's because you're not pretty <laughs> enough. It's fine. Um... Here's the thing. I mean, 
so we talk a lot about like Chicago politics and you know you know the, the nuances that you know gerrymandering and all that. What people a lot of people don't understand about downstate races like the seventeenth, the eighteenth, sixteenth, fifteenth, fourteenth, thirteenth, the twelfth, and the eleventh. I'm going to throw the eleventh in there. Um, is that they're very city oriented to a point. So the 17th district is like right there by the Quad Cities, right there by the Mississippi River and everything. Sherry Boutros and Patrick Harlan are from the Quad Cities, you know. And so my so the 17th district comes all the way to my town, which is Sterling, which is the second most populous city in that district. Okay. So everyone has been coming to Sterling because they want that western um, district vote and everything. And so they say, you know, if you win Sterling, you can win, you know, the district and what have you outside of the Quad Cities and everything. But the 17th district is, is you know, Patrick should never have ran because she was gonna, she's going to win anyways. It's one of those races that Pat, Patrick Harlan is running just to be the token Republican. The Rock Island Republicans are not getting behind him. Neither is the Moline County or the Moline um, Republican counties, or even the Rock Island County Republicans are getting behind them. So it's just Sherry running, and there's been a lot of buzz that if when she wins this election, then in two years, um, she may be one of the Democratic nom- candidates for governor. All right, and then the final congressional district in the state of Illinois that is up for election, the Illinois 18th Congressional District, which covers central and western Illinois, including Adams, Brown, Cass, Hancock, Logan, Marshall, Mason, McDonough, Menard, Morgan, Pike, Schuler, Scott, Woodford counties, as well as portions of McLean, Peoria, Sagamon, Stark, and Tazewell County. I swear to God, this is like in the middle of everything. Uh, Let's see, we got Darren LaHood, Republican incumbent, versus... Juanis, Mr. Junius? Junius Rodriguez in the Illinois 18th District. Uh, Darren LaHood is a Republican member of the United States House of Representatives. Uh, he was elected in 2015 following the resignation of, oh, he's the guy who took over for Aaron Schock. Yes, and he's also Ray LaHood's son. Okay. So, all right. And then um, there's no picture. For Mr. Rodriguez, uh, all it says is that he is a Democratic candidate seeking the uh, 18th district. He is a professor at the Eureka College, where he has taught since 1992. He earned his undergraduate from Nichols State University in 79. 87, he received a master's degree from Louisiana State and was ordered, ordered a Ph.D. from Auburn in 1992. Uh, he is the president of the Eureka Area United Fund Board, which raises money to support social services. He's also the president of the Heartline and How- Heartline and Heart House Board, a homeless shelter that serves victims of domestic violence. Are you familiar with him at all, AJ? No, I mean I, I haven't really paid attention to um, um, Rodriguez as, at all. I mean, again, it's it's Darren LaHood, and he, he's going to win. That's the thing. It's like it's Ray LaHood's son. Um, he's probably as moderate. Rep- looking you're gonna get um and you know the joke in that area is like it's at least it's not Aaron Shock. yeah um for those who don't remember Aaron Shock, if you're looking for some things to look forward to or something to do to amuse yourself just type in Aaron Shock photos and have fun with the fact that that was a, con- a member of congress 
Uh, so that's it, ladies and gentlemen. That is the United States uh, Senate and House races here in Illinois. Obviously, there are more elections than that going forward. You have your state Senate, your state Congress, your local town boards, your school boards, your, in some places, even dog catcher, although they technically call it an animal control now because nobody can be what they are. But these are the races that are going on across the state. But before we get out of here today, it is the eve of possibly the last election in the history of the United States of America. I think, AJ, it would be we would be remiss if we did not at least take a little bit of time to either try to predict or talk about or just how we're feeling. So I think we'll start there. AJ, in about, let's see, 24... In about 30 hours, about 30 hours, we will have a pretty good idea of how this thing is going. I know you're a third-party guy. I know that you're not the biggest Hillary fan. But I know as your friend that given a choice between those two, you would take Hillary Clinton. So how are you feeling right now? Where are you at? Should I call someone to do a wellness check on you tomorrow at 8 o'clock? Yes. Okay. I'll need the number of your local police department, please. Uh, just call me directly. Well, that's not a wellness check. Well, it is a wellness check because I, I know where I'm going to be at. <laughs> okay. What do you think? How are you feeling? Are you confident that Donald Trump will not be president? I, 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 I Folks, when he know, does I, that snitch, you should know. You should great. know as his friend. Whenever I ask AJ a question and he starts his answer with... That sound, that means he is taking a very deep breath because as much as he wishes he had a concise answer for you, he is so confused about it that he needs a second to get as much oxygen to his brain as possible. He has now done that. AJ, go ahead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, that one was I, a lot I'm of honestly, um, there's a lot of term. A lot of internal turmoil for me and everything because this is this has been a very very contentious um, presidential campaign and everything um, am I confident that Donald Trump is going to lose you know there's a part of me that says yes but there's also a part of me that also feels that there's a lot of lot of um, independent votes out there who are still up for grabs until tomorrow and you know, polls can say one thing, but we've seen polls say one thing, and you know the, the turnout has been a different story and everything. Some of us thought he was not going to win um, parts in um, Arizona and everything, and there were people there until like wee hours of the night up into the closing of the polls and everything. So I mean, just based off what we saw with uh, um. The primary, I mean, we may see something um, similar to this election that there's going to be long lines. Um, there are a lot of people who are taking the time off to vote and everything because of these long lines. And, yeah, as much as I want to vote for like um, Jill or Mimi um, for the election and everything, and, you know, that's where I'm still going to be voting that way and everything, but still, um, I really don't know between Hillary and Donald, and I think at the end of the day, it's going to be very, very close, and by very close, it's going to be within six points. 
You mean nationwide or six points yes. or six? Okay, because I'm thinking that I think the total, the total. I mean, if you count all the states up and everything at the end of the day, okay, it's going to be like six point difference. I think. Okay, there. Here's my thing with where we're at one day out. The rational part of my brain, the the part of my brain that that removes emotion from it truly believes that Hillary Clinton will not only win, but she will win in a landslide. I believe that. Um, however, it's based on this very simple idea. If you are a woman and you walk in to the polling place tomorrow and you have been on the fence 50-50 over what to do because you don't like Hillary, you think she's corrupt, but obviously Donald is Donald, and you go to push Donald... There might be a come-to-Jesus moment for a lot of people, especially women, when it comes to that. I believe that. However, the part of my mind that was rooting against the Cubs, the part of my mind that looks at my life and goes, life is nothing but pain, the part of my brain that is disappointed in movies, hates season finales of the X-Files for pretending that Mulder is dead, that is perpetually disappointed in how people act on the road, who loses his mind when he's stuck in traffic and somebody's doing that annoying thing, AJ, where you're trying to change lanes and then they slow down with you and then they speed up with you and then they slow down with you and you lose your goddamn mind. That part of my brain thinks that Trump will not only win, but not by a small amount. Uh, I, I don't know. I also don't understand... There are so many things about this election that I don't understand from just the perspective of it's so different than it used to be. The fact that Donald Trump is the Republican nominee at all blows my mind. It blows my mind. This is supposed to be the responsible party. They're supposed to be the grown-up party. And as annoying as that is, like that is supposed to be their role. They're the they're generally the party of the older generation who has some, for whatever reason, decided to support the closest thing to Hitler I have ever seen in my life. And I know that people say that. And they, they kind of, you know, oh, it's an unfair comparison. It's really not. The historical similarities are there. For those of you who don't know, Adolf Hitler was elected the chancellery of the German people with a, now they do the parliamentary system, so it's different. But at no point did the Nazis ever garner, before they came to power, 33% of the vote. That's what they won when Hitler came to power. About a third of the people in Germany supported him, a third couldn't have cared less, and a third were horribly against them. When the Nazis were fully in power and capable of rigging elections, the highest they ever got was 40. Okay, think about that. Donald Trump is a populist. For those, You've heard that phrase a lot, ladies and gentlemen. You don't know what it means. It means that he takes on the fears and the trepidations of a people and puts them and says, well, no, but I am the one who can fix it. I am the one who can take care of all of your fear and anxiety. And I don't even know the thing that pisses me the mo off the most about Trump, believe it or not, is the one way that he is different than Hitler is that he lacks Hitler's intellect. And I know that that sounds crazy, but it's true. He has no interest in learning things. He has no interest in doing things. I've heard people say that if somebody were to go up to him and goes, Donald, do you know any magic trips? No, I'm the greatest magician of all time. That he would say that. Because it's not within his nature to accept that there are things he is not good at. I don't love Hillary Clinton. 
I hate the way that she speaks publicly. I think that her personality, the fact that she is that there isn't anyone around her who has been able to get her to break out of that campaign speak cadence drives me absolutely bonkers. The fact that we have not gotten a single straight answer in 30 years about, hey, Simple things about Hillary and Bill. Do you guys sleep in the same bed? Do you discuss your marriage? Has What is going on here? And the fact that we can't get answers on that bugs the crap out of me. I do not think that Hillary Clinton is a criminal. Uh, there is nothing to back that up. I am a person who does this every day for six hours a day. I go home at the end of the day and I read and I read and I read. And I watch documentaries and I go and I find stuff. And I'm talking obscure level shit, ladies and gentlemen. I go deep into the world of Infowars for you. I, I go and read Alex Jones's crazy ass shit just to find out where the line is so I can fight against it. And all I will tell you is this. There are three possibilities about Hillary Clinton in this election. The first is that she is the greatest criminal of all time. That she is a Bond villain. That she is Blofeld and Moriarty and the Joker all rolled into one. Okay? Which doesn't seem very likely. Okay? Otherwise, they would have found something. And going with the, they would have found something, too. The other possibility is, Republicans are the dumbest group of people who have ever lived on God's green earth. Because if she is as guilty as they claim that she is, and they have investigated her as many times as they have, and have not found anything, she is either a genius, or you are incredibly stupid. Those are the two possibilities. For the record... Both of those disqualify you from voting for Republicans. And finally, and this is the big one, here's the third possibility about Hillary Clinton and all of this. Are you ready? She hasn't done anything wrong. In 30 years of public service, that she hasn't done anything illegal. Morally questionable? I'll give you that. She's a politician. But actually illegal? I don't think she's done anything illegal. I truly believe that. I believe that 100%. Because if she had, she would have been locked up or thrown out of the Senate or thrown out of the White House. Any one of those things would have happened. They haven't. But you don't think being unethical is the same as being illegal? I don't think that. I, that's, I don't think they are definitely 100% not the same thing, AJ. Illegal means that you have broken the law. Morally questionable means that it is morally questionable. I make a lot of morally questionable decisions. For the record, my friend, so do you. First of all, based on whatever morality you're going on, the fact that both of us have had sex and neither of us have been married, not together, I don't want people to get that idea unless we want them to, means that we are morally questionable in some people's eyes. I'm not saying... Uh, no, I think, you're, but I, feel, I think you're kind of muddling the water... On this one, I don't. Um, I don't. I, I because def- you're because you're actually taking a more extreme end of it than anything else. I mean, we're talking about someone who's been in public service for thirty. Whether years. she's been she's been whether it's first lady, senator, and everything, as well as the nonprofit sector, and she's done a lot of unethical things. Now, whether Such she's as. done outside of that, no, no, no. When anytime she's done anything outside, that's a whole different other ball game. I'm talking about. When she has actually blurred the line between the pri- the private sector, the public sector, and the nonprofit sector, and has really made a mishigash of those problems that we're seeing today and everything. So I don't. I, I really feel that being unethical is the same as being illegal when you are a someone in the public sector, the private sector, and the nonprofit sector. And that is a perfectly valid opinion, and I would not stop you from having it. I am saying for myself, personally, 
No one can prove anything about her. Even the stuff that we say is possibly morally questionable, there is no proof of a quid pro quo anywhere. There's no proof. And I'm tired of innuendo and allegations. But if, if, if you're really going to break it down, um, the differences between the two candidates, uh, I, I want to play you this clip from Late Night with Seth Meyers. So Paul Ryan won't say Donald Trump's name, but will vote for him for president. And that's a problem for a lot of Americans. They just don't love the two choices. I mean, do you pick someone who's under federal investigation for using a private email server? Or do you pick someone who called Mexicans rapists, claimed the president was born in Kenya, proposed banning an entire religion from entering the U.S., mocked a disabled reporter, said John McCain wasn't a war hero because he was captured, attacked the parents of a fallen soldier, bragged about committing sexual assault, was accused of 12 women of committing sexual assault, said some of those women weren't attractive enough for him to sexually assault, said more countries should get nukes, said he would be forced in the military to commit war crimes, said a judge was biased because his parents were Mexicans, said women should be punished for having abortions, incited violence at his rallies, called global warming a hoax perpetrated by the Chinese, called for his opponent to be jailed, declared bankruptcy six times, bragged about not paying income taxes, stiffed his contractors and employees, lost a billion dollar in one year, scammed customers at his fake university, bought a six-foot-tall painting of himself with money from his fake foundation, has a trial for fraud coming up in November, insulted an opponent's looks, insulted an opponent's wife's looks, and bragged about grabbing women by the How do you choose? Seth Myers, ladies and gentlemen, from the show on Friday. I, that, that, honestly, AJ, sums up my argument against Donald Trump pretty succinctly. But I'm not I'm not even contesting that, you know, between Trump and Clinton that Trump is, you know, the the very worst person to vote for and everything, you know, but at the same token, again, I mean Again, we're, t- we're dealing with apples and oranges in terms of candidates and everything. And if you look at the <laughs> apple side <laughs> Which which one's the orange? I think you know which one the orange is. <laughs> I just, I'm just, you know, I just wanted to go to that place for a second to remind <laughs> everybody that Donald Trump looks like a pumpkin, right? A jack o' lantern. Uh, I get what you're saying. I know that the ethics thing, you know, that people think that it's morally whatever. I don't, I don't care anymore. Donald Trump can't be president. He just can't be president. He, he it's, but Don- here's, what, here's what's more bothersome for me is that, uh, you know, you had a, like a lot of people who were like Bernie Sanders supporters. Who then jumped to Hillary, you know? Yeah. And it's like, you know, Hillary's great and everything. Well, it's like, well, first of all, you you weren't with her a year ago in in everything. And for those who have been with Hillary from the word go, they want to put this person on a pedestal, but how can you put someone on a pedestal where her and her husband have done everything in their power? To do the various legal loopholes that they are trying to do, as well as manipulate the system because they know how to do it. And that's the problem I have, you know. So if you're going to put her on a pedestal because, uh, you know, this this is the woman you need to be voting for. Um, this is the experienced person you need to be voting for. There's a lot more experienced people out there besides Hillary and everything. But you're just choosing not to look at those people because we still live in a binary system in this society. Yeah, and as usual, AJ, you'll have four years to try to convince everybody that a third party is necessary. And well, and that's, that's, the other, that's the other point I want, I want to get to is this, is that I, I, I hope that this election, if anything, 
anyone needs to take away from this election is that we have the most rigid um, electoral process in the United States. Um, it's antiquated. Um, we need to like do away with electoral college. We need to do away with the actual voting system that we have and everything. Because at the end of the day, it is the voting system that's the problem. Um, it's not the candidates that are the problem. It's the actual voting system and everything. If you want to get even to the micro level, I mean, it's the voting system and how these candidates are actually becoming nominees and everything. But, you know, at, at the level that we know, it's really the voting system. And if you really want to point the problem, it is that. And we really need to change how the voting system is done in the United States. Is it a parliamentary system? Possibly. Is it proportional voting? Possibly. Is it instant runoff voting that's a single transfer vote? Possibly. We need to look at the various methods that are out there because the one that we have now is so antiquated and it just does not work. All right. So, AJ wants the voting system replaced. I think that Hillary Clinton should be president. Donald Trump is going to possibly win this whole goddamn thing. Uh... I'm trying to think of the best way to put this before we get out of here for the day. Uh, yeah, uh, I believe the phrase that we're really looking for, ladies and gentlemen, is uh, we all fucked. You got a better one? You got anything other than that that can be we all fucked? Like, seriously, <laughs> what do you got? No, that was funny. Yeah, that was funny. All right, ladies and gentlemen, well, here we are. We're getting ready to get out of here, and we will be watching tomorrow. AJ is going to, and I will both be on our Facebook page, Chicago Podcast Network, tomorrow to uh, keep you updated with our thoughts and everything as they progress, uh, some videos, some articles, just some opinions. So keep checking in with us. If you, get, if you start to lose your mind from watching too much coverage, Feel free to come over to us. We'll try to make you laugh. Also, tomorrow night is, you know, if you want to just say ignore it and screw it and the whole, the whole thing, SmackDown is on at 7. You can watch SmackDown. Also on Tuesdays is uh, Flash. You can watch The Flash with Nick because I'm still watching The Flash tomorrow. They probably don't have a new episode, do they? No. They Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. <clears throat> it's over. I'm done. I'm moving to Russia where at least The Flash is on new. Uh, this has been the Chicago Podcast Network's Out Front with AJ and Nick thank you so much for listening everybody downloading supporting us Uh, we hope uh, you enjoyed today's show please get out there and vote tomorrow if you haven't already it's incredibly important do the research tonight know who you're voting for you're allowed to bring stuff into the booth with you people should always know that you can take notes AJ anything left before we get out of here not right now say goodbye to the people Bye, people. This time for the Proppers. This has been Chicago Podcast Network's Out Front with AJ and Nick. I am Nick Serranos. That was AJ Signeri over the interwebs and Skype. You can find us on Facebook, Chicago Podcast Network. You can find us on Twitter, Shytown Podcast One. And you can email us on Gmail, Chicago Podcast Network at gmail.com. All of that is there for you. We love you so much. Go vote, you sons of bitches. We out. Go soccer. Jesus. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. It's 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it.